No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. Our next guest had a legendary career at Michigan. He was an outstanding receiver in the NFL. He is the author of a new book, and the title really does say it all. Doing it my way, my outspoken life as a Michigan Wolverine, NFL receiver, and beyond. It is a pleasure to welcome to The Sporting Life the one and only Braylon Edwards. Braylon, thank you for joining us. Jeremy, thanks for having me, man. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since we've spoken. And and, and as you address in the book, Braylon, um, when people think about you, they don't just think about your talents as a receiver. They don't think about the big games, the uh, AFC title games or the Rose Bowls. They think about the controversies. Why, you you delve into them in this book. Uh, why did you want to, you know, uh, dredge all that stuff up? Because I think a lot of times you know, people don't get a chance to tell their story or what exactly happened. And so when things come out, it's more so what the perception is at the time, and then that becomes a story. And then over years, you know, that's what it is. It's like written in stone. So it was a good time for me to be able to tell all the story in terms of every story from, you know, DUIs to incidents outside nightclubs with LeBron James, people, et cetera. There were other things at, at play in those situations, but I just chose to take the, you know, not say anything, let the media dictate, not the media, the media personnel for my teams dictate, hey, it's an ongoing matter, and I got quiet and never said anything. And then those things never get a chance to, you know, get talked about. Plus, there's a lot of good things that happen, too. You know, there's a lot of philanthropic endeavors that have happened. There are a lot of things that happened off the field that were great. There are a lot of other things to talk about, too. You know, depression, bullying when I was a kid. So it's a, it's a heck of a story, and there's a lot of things I was able to, to put out there in the book. We're speaking with Braylon Edwards, the former Michigan and NFL receiver. His new book is Doing It My Way, My Outspoken Life as a Michigan Wolverine, NFL receiver, and beyond. Looking back at it now, more than a, a decade uh, removed from kind of the moments at which you were you were really um, – burning bright and everybody was paying attention to everything going on with Braylon Edwards. What would you tell that young man now about the way he was leading his life back then? Uh, at the end of the day, man, just make sure you surround yourself with good people that have the same morals and the same goals and, uh, and vision as you. I think I was hanging around with a lot of people that were, you know, quote unquote friends and finger quotations and hanger honors, et cetera, et cetera, that it, and don't get this wrong. I take onus for everything I did. Every bad decision I made was my fault. Every good decision probably was, you know, helped by my mother or people around my corner, your friend Reed Bergman, my former agents. So, you know, but with that being said, I could go back and tell that guy, hey, listen, you know, you want people that have the same amount to lose as you. You want people to have the same vision and goal as you. When you hang around people that become your friends and you guys both want success or he or she or your group wants success and you see it the same way and envision it the same way, you guys won't let each other fail. You guys won't let each other be in BS situations. That's how you look at guys and women that have maintained over time and had such success at a high level. They stay in a circle in which, hey, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be the guy in the circle that's effing up, if you will. So, you know, that's what I would tell that person. I wouldn't say don't have fun. 
just make sure you surround yourself with the right people that have the same goals and aspirations as you. We're speaking with Braylon Edwards, the former Pro Bowl receiver, the former Michigan Wolverine star. He was the third overall pick in the 2005 NFL draft by the Cleveland Browns. In only your third season in the league, Braylon, you had 1,289 uh, receiving yards. You had 80 receptions. Uh, you were a pro bowler. You had some other good years, notably um, with the Jets in 2010, almost 1,000 yards receiving. Um, but your career didn't go the way you hoped it would. Um, and, and although you lasted much longer than most last in the NFL, you, know, you, you were someone who was um, thought of as a Hall of Fame talent. You know, there are injuries. There are other things that went on. Um, what was it like just being caught up in that maelstrom and, and, and not being able to get every ounce of your talent to, to use every ounce the way that you would have wished? Uh, it was very frustrating. You know, um, a lot of times success is predicated on where you go in life, where you, where you're drafted to, what team you play for. I was, you know, I drafted the Cleveland Browns and, you know, they play with injuries and uncertainties and continue continual uh, organizational changes, be it offensive coordinator, head coach, uh, ownership. Uh, you look at go to New York Jets. They had a young quarterback, which they didn't trust. So there wasn't a lot of airing it out type there where you can go and have success. Then I had the knee injury with San Fran. I rushed back to the field to get out there because your know, hardball was kind of putting the pressure on me. And it was the first time I hadn't been in a stable situation. You know, when I got to San Fran, it was a one-year deal. There was no stability. There was no next year. There was no guarantee I was going to start. So when I got hurt, when I was starting, I tried to come back. I tried to rush back. The knee just never was the same. I played for Seattle. I could still feel the knee. I was getting cortisone shots. I'm like way too young at that time to be getting cortisone shots. So I tried one more time with uh, the Jets in 2013 and tore ligaments in my ankle in the preseason against uh, the Jaguars. And it just, it was time to stop. You know, I, I, I wish my career could have went differently from that standpoint. I wish I could have been one of those guys that got drafted in the end of the first round to the Colts or to the, you know, to a team that was the Cowboys or to a playoff consistent team or a team that even just kept a consistent offense. Like, you know, <laughs> Cleveland, I had 17 quarterbacks in, in four and a half seasons. I remember. I remember all those guys. No one, no, I mean, it's hard to remember all of them, but I remember that there were a lot of them, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, we're speaking with Braylon Edwards, and his new book is Doing It My Way, My Outspoken Life as a Michigan Wolverine, NFL receiver, and beyond. And, and I, you bring up a good point, Braylon. I mean, so much of success, as you say, is predicated on things out of your control. And it's not just injuries, but it's the people around you in the ultimate team game. And, um, Yet people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that, you know, I was with a dysfunctional franchise, that there were 17 quarterbacks, that I wasn't playing with Drew Brees or with Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. And, but that's that's where the difference is made. It is. I mean, you look at a guy like Reggie. You look at a guy like Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne was a he was a he's a he's a pretty good receiver draft out of University of Miami. Uh, he goes at the end of the first round. He has the pleasure of being drafted to the Colts. And the rest is history. You know, is Reggie Brown, is Reggie Wayne a Pro Bowl? Not a Pro Bowl. Is he a Hall of Fame wide receiver? Yes. Would he have been a Pro Bowl, Hall of, uh, Pro Bowl slash Hall of Fame wide receiver if he was drafted to the Buffalo Bills? If he was drafted to the Cleveland Browns? You know, I I don't think so. I think look at the John Lynch. John Lynch went to a perfect system. I mean, and I love John Lynch as a person. He's 
one of the nicest people, him and his wife, that I've ever met. If John Lynch doesn't play for Tony Dungy's Tampa 2 system, and he doesn't play even at the end of his career, in Denver Broncos' Tampa 2 system, which they kind of adapted for him, he's not a Hall of Fame guy. He's just another guy out there playing safety. So a lot of times it is about where you go. And I feel like I was, you know, I didn't have such good luck in that. But I'm not complaining because I had the chance to play at a high level. I had a chance to have that Pro Bowl year. I had a chance to have that Monday night football game in Cleveland when we beat the Giants who were the returning Super Bowl champs. I got a chance to go to two AFC championship games. I mean, you look at the Jets' history, the two teams I played on are probably the second and third best teams in Jets' history. Well, maybe third and fourth because they had the Vinny Testaverde. AFC Championship years, so maybe two and four. I get, I give them three. I give us two and four. <laughs> Braylon, before we let you go, um, it's great catching up after all these years. But Definitely. you know, you, you've been out in the news a little bit recently. Um, you know, talking about your alma mater, talking about your former coach Jim Harbaugh, and and the words you've used, I think, are light years behind uh, that team in Columbus, Ohio, Ohio State, and um, uh. It's everyone's entitled to their opinion, and I would never discourage anyone from sharing their opinions, especially someone with the standing that you have. What makes you say that, though, other than the fact that Michigan's lost 14 out of 15 to Ohio State? Well, 14 out of 15 is definitely a great start. But, you know, in, in, the, yeah. in the space of the conversation, it was more so along the lines of Ohio State has an identity that they stay true to. Over the last, you know, you can start in 2001 with Trestle. From Trestle till – uh, I'm right from Trussell to Urban Meyer, they still keep the same identity. They're going to have quarterbacks that can run, quarterbacks that can pass the ball short. They're going to have athletes at the wide receiver position that can take the ball and, and punch it in for them. They're going to have a great run game, and they're going to have great defense. If you look at the teams over the last you know, 18 years, they all have the same identity, and that's how they're able to have success. In order to be a national championship team, you have to have – the formula is you need a defense that can play and win games. Defense still wins championships. But you have to have a quarterback that is arguably in the Heisman conversation that definitely should be first team all-conference. And you have to have a running back that is potentially a second-round draft pick or in the Heisman conversation. I feel like when you look at certain teams, Ohio State being one of them, when you watch them play, you see a team that you know has the potential to be there at the end of the year. When you watch Oklahoma, when you watch the Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, when you watch these teams, you see something that, okay, this is this is it. Even Penn State the year with Saquon, Gasicki, and uh, McSorley and those guys. When you watch Michigan, you have the same questions each year. Like, it's who's going to be the quarterback? Who's going to run the ball? Michigan hasn't had that that offensive stud. Like, last Michigan offensive stud was Denard Robinson. And Denard Robinson finished in 2012, 2013. And before that, you know, who's the other guy? You know, when was the last time you had the wide receiver, a playmaker, where it was like, this guy is just it. This is the the creme de la creme. Like, he's the one. So I don't mean to talk about my institution. Desmond Howard? I just read, okay, exactly, that's 1992. So, with that being said, I just, like, that's what it's going to take for it to change, and that's what I mean by light years behind, like, Ohio State gets it, and they stay true. Like, we've been asking the same question of Michigan, and this goes beyond Jim Harbaugh, this goes to Brady Hope, this goes to Rich Rod, every year, who's the quarterback? Who's the quarterback going to be? Who's it going to be this year? Like, it's always between three guys. It's never a guy. We're never 
moving the next season is never like, all right, this guy is coming back. We're really going to build around him. Even this year, it's like Shea Patterson, stat-wise, you know, percentage-wise, had an okay last year. But even this year, it's like, is Dylan McCaffrey going to be the guy? Is Joe Milton? Even 20 years ago when one of those guys was named Tom Brady, he couldn't get the job. Exactly. Is it Drew Henson? Is it Tom Brady? Is it uh, Scott Leffler, who's now co- uh, coaching in Bowling Green? So it's always a question, like, who's the wide receivers? Right? All right, they have these so. Those aren't questions at the major institutions that are winning. Those are not the questions. So I think that's what I mean by light years. I know people hate to hear it. I wish I didn't say it in that way, but that's what I mean. Like the identity has not been there. It's it's tough love from Braylon Edwards for his beloved Wolverines. His new book is Doing It My Way, My Outspoken Life. And it is still outspoken as Michigan Wolverine, NFL receiver and beyond. Braylon, uh, as I said, it's a pleasure catching up with you. And uh, congratulations with the book. And uh, uh, good luck with uh, selling as many as possible, as I like to tell the authors who come on the show. I appreciate it, Jeremy. Thank you. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll catch up and do a recap in, uh, around Thanksgiving <laughs> before the old state game. I would love to do that. <laughs> let's do it. You're, you're booked. <laughs> let's, do, let's, let's do it. I'm Jeremy Schapp. And you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.